Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So as you guys know, for those who have been listening, I have been talking about love this month. More specifically, loving yourself so that you can fully love others. And I have a special guest today that is going to help me unravel it all. Welcome to the mic, Miss Kia Anderson. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Kia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So we are going to be humble, open, and transparent on this mic talking about the things, all the things, and all the things of loving ourselves. So let me just go ahead and, and dive in first to kind of just set the atmosphere. Um some, one of the things or some of the things that I feel like God has been talking to me about in loving myself is really taking a diver deep, a diver deep, a deeper dive. That's <laughs> a, what you said. It's cool. <laughs> a deeper dive. To good gracious, a deeper dive within <laughs> in regards to like loving myself because I feel like and I and this is something that I, I I talked about in the first episode this month about like how we feel the need to be strong all the time and you know the surface pressure and underneath the surface like on the outside everybody thinks that we're cool and we're fine but underneath it all we're really crumbling and we have a hard time showing that to people do you agree that that's something that maybe you also deal with with trying to be strong on the outside while on the inside you are just like falling apart oh absolutely i mean it's it's one of those things where you don't realize you're actually doing it mm -hmm. until you know you're in a puddle of your own tears and like <laughs> how did i get here right because you're you're holding so much stuff in it's just like i don't know how to function mm -hmm. by what we consider, I guess, in the society setting of being broken. Yeah. We always have to be perfect. We always have to be the strong one. Yeah. And it could be a cultural thing, too, because, I mean, you know, for the longest time, minorities had to be strong. Mm -hmm. And so just carrying that throughout the generations, we forget kind of where it comes from. And it's just uh, something that we, as women do, as yeah. minorities do. We have to be strong for our kids. We have to be strong for our husbands. It's just something that nobody really told us why. Right. And I feel like even for me in particular, like while I'm trying to embrace who I am, I still feel the need to be strong through it all. Like I can talk about the things that I've been through and I'm quick to say, well, I don't use what I've been through as a crutch. And it's just like, okay, that's great, but it doesn't mean that it's any less having an effect on you. You know, like one of the things that I've, I've realized um, as well, and I think it was somebody that I saw in the post, they were talking about like PTSD. Like in all honesty, things that we have been through in our childhood, we didn't realize was trauma as a child because it was what was considered quote unquote normal, right? Mm -hmm. But as an adult, you look bad and you're like, oh, that's, oh, is that why I do what I do? Is that why I hold it in? And like, I find myself now trying to think about, did was this something learned to suppress? Was it something that I saw my mom or my grandmother or even my father, you know, hold everything inside so I never felt that I had an outlet to share the things that I was going through. And so now it's hard for me to share that as an adult or now that I'm trying to share it, it it's very foreign. 
very foreign to kind of just open up. But I'm learning that if I really want to truly love myself, I have to be open and admit right where I am. And this is where this is what I'm dealing with, because otherwise I secretly even though I know I deserve love, I secretly feel like I don't. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. And so, like, that's where that's where I'm at. I'm just like, okay, it's hard to accept compliments. Do you feel like it's hard for you to accept compliments? Very much so. Like, I hate the interview question. I'm like, what are your strengths? <laughs> uh, ask somebody else. Cause <laughs> I don't know. And, the, and that's hard. Like, it's hard for you to even compliment yourself. How? Okay, so we know about affirmations. Do you do affirmations? No. Okay, why? It is highly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's uncomfortable. And I know that it's a good thing to do. Like, you're supposed to be proud of yourself. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, if anybody going to pump yourself up, it's going to be you. Right. But I don't, it's just one of those things. It's like, you're always told to be humble. Mm-hmm. So humble means you can't brag about yourself. <sighs> humble means like somebody give you a compliment. Oh, well, it, it wasn't anything. I, it was nothing. That wasn't like, we're taught that but I don't know why and I feel like it has become a false sense of humility that a lot of us carry again y'all already know me I'm going to speak for myself I don't want to speak for anybody else but for me I feel like it is a false sense of um of humility that I carry and it makes me feel even worse because it's like you know you want to be affirmed for the things that you do. Like how many of us are, you know, on our job is like they don't value me. They don't point <laughs> out, you know, what I do and not and mm-hmm. cuz you want to be affirmed. That may not necessarily be your top love language, but I think all of us want to be appreciated. All of us want to know that we are valued, that we are seen, that we are heard, and that if my presence was not here, you would miss me. Right. Like, I want y'all to miss me. I, that sounds very conceited, but if I'm honest with myself, I want to be missed because that lets me know that I had impact on you, right? So the question is, because you just made the statement, why does that sound conceited? And I think that's mm. where we're like, told not to boast about ourselves right because oh she thinks she bad she thinks she all of this like where did that come from Mm. i think it's because of the insecurities of other people when we do that it's a reflection of what how they feel about themselves and so now we can't be proud of ourselves because now we're shining a light on something that they're insecure about right right and then you got those believers out there who want to throw scripture at you and say you're supposed to think more highly of others than you do of yourself oh oh okay but Aren't I also supposed to be boastful in the Lord and and talk about the fact that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? And we wonder why people think that the Bible is full of contradictions. Maybe it's because of the way we're interpreting it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, seriously, this is why we got people walking around in such confusion. And God is not the author of confusion because they don't know, well, well, do I speak highly of myself or do I not? And then people are, are wondered about whether or not they're sounding conceited and they can, they, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily a conceited person or arrogant person. It's just, what's the difference between me walking in confidence and you interpreting it as me walking in arrogance, mm-hmm. you know? And then that's what makes people shun back and not say anything. And 
then we find we have all these people out here who have these gifts on the inside of them who are not utilizing their gifts the way that they're supposed to because they feel like, well, I'm not I'm I don't I, I no longer even feel good enough because the confidence that I had was squashed because when I was walking in it, I had people telling me that I was arrogant. So now I just keep my mouth shut. Yep. When God is really, truly telling you, no, I gave you a mouth and I gave something, gave you something on the inside for you to spew it out. But you're not speaking. Right. And there's people out there who's waiting for you to open their mouth because there's people who I assigned to you that I attached to you. And now you've kept it closed. I know for you, you're very well, we're both very reserved, quiet people when we want to be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And, and we're not the kind who really want to be out in the forefront. But I know, like, for me, even with doing this podcast, this was something not by choice that I started doing. I enjoy it now. But in the beginning, it was like, who? Ain't nobody? Oh, okay. You just want me to talk. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I don't even know if somebody listening right now. But okay. And, and put it out there. But I know that you've also gone through a season like that as well where God is pushing you to to go out into the forefront and share some stuff about yourself like how has that been for you with being more exposed than you normally would be it's very um challenging at times Mm -hmm. because kind of like what you were saying like who's gonna listen to me yeah like who am i to be able to talk to whoever Mm -hmm. and that kind of plays into the part of like comparison like oh i'm not talk about it i don't sound like this person or my story isn't like as cool or, uh, you know, it, it's not as important as right. somebody. So why oh. would somebody listen to me? Right. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's like God has specific people that we're assigned to. Yeah. And that's what keeps me going because it's like, if I don't say something, if I don't post something, if I'm not visible, yeah, whoever I'm assigned to, they're not going to get it. Yeah. And I got to be held accountable for it. Right. If it was up to me, no, y'all ain't gonna see me. Y'all ain't gonna see nothing. <laughs> no, kia who? But it's because we are assigned to people. Yeah. And whether it's through social media, whether it's just a conversation at the grocery store, like everybody is assigned to somebody. Right. And whether we're confident at that moment, whether we realize if we're equipped, like he assigned people for us because mm-hmm. everybody's not meant to talk to everybody. Right. That's why we're individuals. Mm -hmm. Like we connect with certain people because we're individuals. Right. And that's really why I've been able to keep going because had it been up to me, listen, all right. (laughs) All right, God, I gave you this one post. You good? Okay. Right. I'll holla at you next year. But it's because of our assignment. Yeah. And, and I, I can really relate to that because it's the same for me. Uh, You know, the thing is, is like, even with doing a podcast, you, I try my best not to fall into the comparison trap, but it happens, right? Because, yeah, I'm on social media and I see other people who have podcasts and I see the following and everything. And I try to be above that. But again, we're going to be humble, open and transparent on this podcast. I look at that and sometimes I'm like, dang, I, I look at my little 300 and I don't listen. Thank you to every last one of y'all. <laughs> don't because I use the word little. And I'm sorry, because you're not little to me. And, and I, and I want to speak on that because God specifically said to me or reminded me of the scripture that says too much is given, much is required. And, you know, to the one that takes care of the least of things, I'll give him much. Yep. And he specifically spoke to me and said, Hannah, 
if you don't consider what you have right now, the, the, you know, the least of things that you have right now as being enough, then how can you even expect for me to trust you with more? Yep. And that sat with me because it's like he will walk away from the 99 for the one. And so if he can't trust me to do the same with whoever is listening to me, for me to treat them like I am speaking to thousands, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because it is it what has been placed inside of me could be the manna from heaven that that individual needs. But because I feel like that person is not worthy, I keep my mouth shut. He's just like, then why am I going to continue to pour into you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's looking for a vessel that he is going to be able to get things through. If I can't get it through you, then why am I giving it to you? Because yep. it's not just for you. And so I I really had to let that resonate for a while because, yeah, I was at that place. Where I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore because nobody's listening. And then he was just like, but who are you doing this for? Right. Are you doing it for you, for the fame, for yourself? To be like, oh, that's that podcast, the Hannah's World. Uh, that's all the praise you're going to get, you know? So it can't be about that. It can't be about the likes because, again, what is successful to the world, that's not success with God, you know? And he wants to find those who are faithful that are going to cherish his sheep. And so that's why he uses the people who are not necessarily who we would see. Like you and I, I mean, yeah, we – we need to think well of ourselves. Yes, of you course. know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> we we are his daughters. You know we are fearfully and wonderfully yes. made. But at the same time, we do look at ourselves like, who me? Like what? What am I gonna tell the people? What I got to say? <laughs> Listen, I I laugh because like you're like my 300. I'm like I wish I had 300 people. <laughs> 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 like who listening to me? Like I don't know. But but you're right though. Like. Yeah. It's, it's not about the shares. It's not about the likes yeah. or the hearts or whatever. It's about whoever needs to hear it is going to hear it. Right, right. Regardless if it's one, a thousand, a hundred thousand. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And we have to think about it also in conversations, right? Because ministry happens everywhere. It doesn't just take place in a church house or in, a, in the four walls of the building. It happens in a grocery store. It happens in the park. And when you are walking and talking to somebody and having a conversation and just being yourself and sharing the goodness of the Lord that has been on your life, that's ministry. And normally that's happening with what one or two people, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's very rare that you're talking in front of a big crowd of people about what has happened. And so I've come to realize that whether I'm doing it on a podcast, whether I'm doing it in, in a regular conversation, that that is an opportunity for me to share, you know, what God has done or who God is or, you know, people will say to you, like, how I know your story. You, I've heard you share it. And yet still you're still smiling. How are you able to do that? And then you're able to tell them that's witnessing. That's giving yeah. your testimony. And, you know, coming back to like the whole point of of this is that, that's a part of that unraveling, right? Because you got to get vulnerable with people. You got to be willing to share those hardships. I know for me, it hasn't been easy. I, I recently shared um, on the podcast that, um, you know, when Anthony and I were teaching something that I shared that not many people knew about me. 
I had no intentions on sharing that. It just came out. And, you know, I realized that somebody needed to hear that. Somebody else was going through the same thing and they needed to see that God was able to help me through it. And if he did it for me, he can do it for them. And I think sometimes it's very difficult for us to show that vulnerable side to us because I know for me, the perception I get from people is, is that they see me and even though they know that I'm an imperfect human being, they still look at me and say she's well put together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I allow myself to fall to the standards of that label, if that, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense because I think part of it, especially being a Christian, mm-hmm. it's like if you fall apart, you have no faith. Mm. Speak about that. <laughs> and it's like you have to have this like I am more than a conqueror like you over here <sighs> quoting all kinds of scriptures. Right. But you're forgetting the human side. Yeah. And people don't allow you to be human. Oh, especially when you're in ministry they don't allow you to be human yeah it's you either very humble mm-hmm. and you know oh god did everything and he did it or you're like this evil person who believes you in your own strength did everything they don't give you the grace to Ooh. be human yes and i think sometimes because people don't give us grace we sometimes fail to give ourselves grace yep like, we are twice as hard on ourselves about things than anybody else can be. I am my own worst worst, worst critic. Goodness gracious, I cannot speak today. <laughs> I am my own worst critic. Like, it is, like, we were talking earlier about how it's hard to receive compliments. One of the things that I, um, it's not necessarily ashamed of, but I'm just like, dang, Hannah, for, you about to celebrate 14 years of marriage, and even now you still find it hard to accept compliments from your husband. Like, to me, that's that's sad. You know, it's unfortunate. Like, here he is over here like, oh, my wife this and, you know, I got a dime or whatever. And I'm just like, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I know for some women, they're like, girl, why you don't eat that up? Like, I wish my husband talked to me that way. And I'm like, I, I get it. But at the same time, I find it hard because, I don't see me the way he sees me. Mm -hmm. And to go even a step further, I don't always see me the way God sees me. And that's why certain things that when people say to me like, oh, you know, Hannah, that that word was dynamic or powerful. I'm like, I I say thank you. But on the inside, I'm just like, okay, yep. And it's just one of those things where I'm just, I, first of all, I already know I can't do it on my own. And I always say, say to God, like, Lord, I thank you for your patience and your grace with me. Like, you know, your daughter and I appreciate (laughs) you. Like, no, seriously, we have these talks where I'm just like, I appreciate the patience you have with me because we go through this all the time (laughs) Yep. yep. where I'm just like, all right, God, don't give up on me. Don't take it away from me because I'm not doing what you told me to do and but at the same time some obedience is still full disobedience yep and and that's the reason why I have to keep saying to him I thank you for your grace because your daughter has has been like lagging on the things that you have called her to do like I'm just gonna put it out there I've 
it's some things that he has already said, like, this is what you need to be doing. And I haven't stepped out on it, but I can surely encourage the next person <laughs> and tell them like, oh, yes, girl, you should do it. It's so much easier when it's somebody else. It's, oh, yes, it is. It is so much easier to tell somebody else. But when it's yourself, it's hard because it's like then there's the the failure or the rejection or what you see as rejection or failure or disappointment. And it's just like, I don't want to go through that because it doesn't feel good. Right. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to be our, I'm comfortable over here. That's why it's called a comfort zone. Whole box over here. Oh, the whole box over here. I'm good right here. But the thing is, is that you can't stay there because you can't grow there. And if you're not growing, and I'm good for saying this, I say it all the time. If you're not growing, then you're dying and you're literally the walking dead <laughs> up in this piece <laughs> because ain't no life to you. You're right. You, you, you're right. And so it's just like, I, we know these things, right? And you would think, oh, because you know it, you're going to act upon it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's 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 like with anything. It has to be your new standard. Like yeah. how you create standards if you develop a habit. Mm-hmm. If we've never had the habit of affirming ourselves, you know, saying, looking ourselves in the mirror and be like, you are awesome. Yeah. Like if we've never developed that habit, it's going to be so foreign to us. We're going to be like, I don't even look at myself in the mirror, let alone talk to myself in the mirror. Right. Like it, you're going back to what you knew, which mm-hmm. is, oh man, I, I messed that up. Like it's always that thing that they tell you, like people can give you a million compliments. Yeah. But when they tell you something of criticism, you're going to focus on that one that thing. That one thing. That Just- one thing out of a whole plethora. Right. But why does our brain like gravitate towards that one thing? I don't know. We have to teach ourselves. Yeah. Like really get that in. Like, okay, that was that was fine, that one thing. But yo, I'm this, 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 this. It yeah. has to become a habit. And I think as as women, mm-hmm. we built the habit of being strong. We built the habit of not showing weakness in front of people and you know, breaking down. But then when we go into the boardroom, we, you know, our shoulders are back. Like we built that as a habit. Yeah. Now it's time for us to build the affirmation habit. Yeah. Not in a conceited way, but a God fearing, like he made me who I am. Mm-hmm. I am very proud of that way. And and with you saying that, it also makes me think about the fact that we are in black history month, right? I feel like as women of color, we also have that additional stigma attached to us that to walk in confidence, it is totally perceived the wrong way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the the angry black woman Mm -hmm. or the, you know, black women have attitudes or like we're not allowed to be bosses. Nope. You know, and it's just like seriously. How in the world, like, I don't understand. I, I, why is my phone not on vibe silent? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I don't even know what happened. I, I promise you it's on silent, but it still had a functional <laughs> ring. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, you know, in regards to being women of color, we, it's like, it's hard for us to speak up. 
because there's a stigma attached to when we speak when we speak up in a room or when we have passion other people can have passion we're 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 looked at with aggression yep you know that we're angry that you know there's something wrong and it's just like why and so i feel like because of all of these negative things that are attached to it, it makes us also for some of us, cause I'm, I'm very proud of the women who will speak up, but for some of us, and even for myself, I have find, I have found that I will dim myself down or dim my light because I don't want to be perceived in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I, I deal with and that I can be transparent about is, is that I have a tendency to be a people pleaser. You know, and and again, there's that that whole scripture being thrown at be at peace with all people. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, I don't want. But there's a there's a thin line between trying to be at peace with all people and you running away from conflict. And I've I've shared this before, too, on the on the podcast. I was like that song. She's a runner. She's a track star. Like my face. Hello. Because I run away from conflict. Like, I ain't trying to have no conflict with you. I mean, true enough, if you keep sending me plane tickets, I'm going to take a flight. <laughs> but So don't get it twisted. Don't take my meekness for weakness, you know. But at the same time, that's not my first in response is to just have conflict. I, I will try to avoid it at all costs because, listen, don't poke the bear. <laughs> Your sister has been delivered. I used to have a temper back in the day. <laughs> We're not trying to bring that back up. <laughs> Let the past be the past. Let the past be the past. <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, it's just like I can't be afraid of of facing those things anymore. I can't be so focused on what other people are going to say. I can't be so focused on, you know, the the rejection or what I may consider to be a disappointment or what I may consider to be a failure because failure is a part of growth. It's a part of success. You know, we need to normalize failure in our lives and make it okay. Uh, I've shared this before on the podcast in regards to an article that I read where this mother was talking about how her son was taking the milk out of the refrigerator to, to pour in a glass of, of cereal and he ended up spilling the whole milk carton. And instead of her fussing at him about it, she helped him clean it up. She filled the um, the jug with water and then showed him how to properly take it out and taught him to practice so that that wouldn't happen again. And as much as I appreciated that article because it gave me new perspective, it also made me feel bad about myself as a mom because I was just like, dang, have I ruined my children by fussing at them? Because that was her whole point was is that fussing at him about that would intimidate him about failure and that now he would try to avoid it at all costs. Mm -hmm. And. At this point, it's not like my kids were babies. They were about a good five and probably three years old at this point. I'm like, I've been fussing at them. Like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I am like ruining my kids. (laughs) But it's it's little things like that, that it's just like, no, it's just a different perspective. It's about learning how to normalize failure, how to prevent some of the things that we grew up with from our children growing up with like one of the last things that I want, I don't want my daughter at, at my age 
to still be struggling with saying affirmations about herself. Mm -hmm. You know, like we say affirmations every morning, like I'm getting her into a practice of it. And then, of course, the the Holy Spirit going to speak to you about yourself because that that's that's one of the things they be using these little people. Holy Spirit (laughs) be using these little people to show you yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw that, you know, you're trying to teach her something, which is great because you're breaking a generational curse in doing that. But at the same time, you have to now do it for you. Yeah. Because how are you going to teach her to speak life? And you don't even know how to do it. For and yourself. you don't know how to do it for yourself. Yep. It's, and, and, and the thing for me was, it's like, oh, OK, Holy Spirit, I hear you. You, you coming for me because I'm a big believer that it's not about doing as i say not as i do like because that don't make no sense that's that's not bible because jesus showed us what to do right right? and i'm also i have a mantra that's like don't hold me to a standard that you don't hold yourself Mm -hmm. and so of course here here i am with my little mantras holy spirit is like you holding her to a standard that you're not holding yourself i'm like gosh (laughs) whoop (laughs) whoop okay all right (laughs) (laughs) so i'm learning that as i'm saying the affirmations with her in the morning that i'm saying them over myself as well and i actually have to go look at myself in the mirror and say these things that's the weirdest feeling in the world but why 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 is it weird i i don't know kia i can only say that it's hard because for so long I have held myself to a certain standard. I think I've held myself to a standard that not necessarily is unachievable, but was never a standard I was supposed to reach mm. because it wasn't created by what God said about me. It was more so created by the standards of the world that I felt that I needed to be as a woman, as a wife and as a mom. And the more and more as I allow God to break that down and show me this was never a standard I told you to reach, I'm now having to relearn. So do you think it's rooted in, and not just you personally, but rooted in people pleasing as a whole, whether it's trying to please a church, (laughs) trying to please your spouse, your kids, because when when you really think about it, it's it's almost like you say or do something because of a perception of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Whether they think you're being meek or they think that you're being humble or they think you're being boastful, it's somebody else's, your idea of somebody else's perception. Yeah. So in essence, it's like you're trying to please and an expectation that may or may not, not even, even be exist. there. <laughs> exactly. It comes from from your own projection about things. And I, I've I never really thought that I was a projector like that, but I'm like, good gracious, I, I am. Because I am there's there's like all these what ifs, right? Mm-hmm. And you're focused on these what ifs, but what if they never happen? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about these things that you're you're thinking for myself, these things that I'm thinking on how people perceive me? Because, again, I said this at, in the beginning, right? It was based off of how I perceive yeah. that other people perceive me. Yeah. I don't even know if it's true, but it's because of how I think 
from, you know, what I observe from others that this is how they perceive me. So I'm feeling like I have to live up to this standard that I think they think I should live up to. Yeah. That really makes no sense when it comes when I hear it out loud. Right. Like <laughs> when you actually break it down, because right. it's like whether you make or break their expectations, who cares? Right. Like they they're not paying your bills. They're not like who cares whether or not they approve of you. Mm-hmm. Like the only one you need to be paying attention to is what God says. Right. And I think that's really what he wants his children to do mm-hmm. in essence. But because we're focused, yes, we live in, you know, society that is all about attention and, you know, everybody wants to be an influencer <laughs> and for whatever reason, it's still like a people pleasing world. Mm-hmm. And because we've done this for cycles now, because it used to be like we had no choice. We mm-hmm. had to make a name for ourselves because for a good chunk of history, minorities were not even viewed as people. Right. So we had to work hard to even be considered somewhat equal. Still fighting, but I digress. Right. <laughs> but it's like now that we're not necessarily coming out of it, mm-hmm. but we're we're progressing. Yeah. We are still holding on to that mentality of because we already had to fight to get semi-equal, mm-hmm. we have to be perfect. Yeah. Because if we're not then they're going to assume that we're below them. Right. So let's prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. Now we're carrying that deci- that cycle into our personal like lives, like where to the point we can't even look at it, the mirror and say positive things about ourselves. Right. You can't. We can't separate it. Right. The, the lines have been so blurred over time, and we still, like you said, we feel like we have to work tw- twice as hard. And it's not even a feeling. It's been proven, right? Yeah. It's been proven that we have to work twice as hard as our counterparts in order to make space for ourselves in this society. And because we're so focused on that and we're so focused on the people pleasing, even though we say that we're not people pleasing, mm-hmm. but if you're not people pleasing, then why do you work so hard to make the space for yourself? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it's that situation is vicious cycle, which is why there's a lot of, you know, advocates for creating your own business and, you know, buy black or do, because of the fact that if we create our own space outside of their world, then you don't have to work as hard. Right. But then we have our own issues within our own culture. Oh, that, that's yeah. a whole nother conversation. We, 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 we ain't got time for that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother thing because I feel like even within the sisterhood, we fight amongst ourselves. Like, yeah. I don't know if you ever had to experience colorism as a child growing up. Oh, yeah. But I know for me, you know, it was like, you're not dark enough to mm-hmm. hang with us. Are you not light enough to, you know what I'm saying? Or yep. hair. Oh, let's talk about hair. Like, Listen. I, for the longest, did not think I had good hair because my hair wasn't all wavy and curly like some other girls. Oh, don't forget about the light eyes. You had the, the, the light ooh, eyes, too. Oh, yeah. the light eyes, the yeah. hazel eyes. Yeah. And when the context came out, I didn't even go lie. <laughs> I bought myself a pair just so that I could have them. And then had to realize, oh, no, wait a second. You really need glasses, so you can't be wearing the fake contacts. <laughs> You, you need to get the prescription. You need the prescription ones. <laughs> and then when they said that that was more money, my mama was like, "Um, mm, who who finna pay?" <laughs> right, right. So it's like, and that's the other thing: trying to conform. 
when I was younger, it was up until a certain age, I had my hair natural. And then my mama chose to relax my hair because she was like, girl, your hair just too thick. I can't. Yeah, I can't. my mom too. Yeah, she she gave up the ghost. On Did you, right. So they just gave up the ghost and we lost that ability to make that choice because your parents made it for you, right? And so now you're wearing your hair straight and you're going through the whole thing of, oh, I can't get my hair wet because it... Oh, don't don't let uh, a pool be nearby. Mm-hmm. Right. You're just going to look from a distance. You know, <laughs> but it was like we lost what our natural beauty was and then Mm -hmm. there was makeup like now as a kid growing up i was never really into makeup i was more like and 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 to be quite honest i wasn't into it because i I don't know how to apply this stuff like this is these are too many steps right right (laughs) like i can't and so i found myself saying oh i don't i'm a natural girl but was that really my thought process that would I have been interested if I knew how to apply it to wear it? Maybe. I don't, we'll never know. We'll. Yeah. See, for me, I was too lazy. <laughs> like, uh, I got basketball practice after school. I'm not about to take all of this off and no. Nah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the whole purpose of, of wearing it while you play a basketball is just like, it's sweating, it's running. Like, because, why? Because you don't, you don't have the products that they have now back uh-uh. then. Back then you would mm-hmm. run. I remember that and this is not throwing shade at nobody, but I do remember a, a young lady who was in the band with me who wore makeup and it was fine. But after a game mm. or after practice, it was like it it looked like her face was melting. Mm. And that was another reason why I was just like, see, that's why I can't because right. I, I can't, that's just too much. Right. It's, but now it's more so for me, like my mom always told me she was like, Hannah, makeup is supposed to enhance the beauty that you already have. And I don't even want to talk about makeup for people because like, let, let me put the disclaimer out there. If you wear makeup, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's the way that you choose to express yourself, express yourself. For me, it's just always been a question for myself. Am I wearing it because I'm trying to hide behind something? Or am I wearing it to enhance what I already have? Right. Like, with or without it, do I still consider myself beautiful? Like, when it gets to a point for me where it's like, I feel like I have to wear it in order to present myself to people... I feel like that's a problem. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Everybody is welcome to disagree. Y'all can send your listener letters. You can send me a DM and tell me how you feel about what I said. It's okay. I welcome it. This is how I grow, even though I may not like it all the time. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) But just being for real, I just feel like there's so many different layers to understanding who you are, even with weight. Right. Yeah. Ah. As as women, we we fluctuate with our weight, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying and we have society telling us what is considered beautiful, mm-hmm. what is considered a nice size or an appealing size. You know, like I look at women out there who are, you know, they are very like full because I don't want to call anybody heavy or any. Because I think that those are those are bad labels, yeah. honestly. But to a woman who has been blessed, you know what I'm saying, whether it's in the hips, the waist, whatever, a blessed woman out there, when I see that she wears things that, you know, show off or, you know, um, accentuate her body, I'm like, girl, you doing it. I mm-hmm. wish I had as much confidence as you. Yeah. And I'm not as blessed at that point you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but i just even within my own skin i'm like i don't feel comfortable wearing that but why (laughs) 
why don't you feel comfortable? Like Anthony picks on me the, at the fact that I still wear shorts under my dresses. He's just like, you a grown woman. Why are you wearing shorts <laughs> under your dresses? Wow. I just and 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 I was <laughs> just I, I'm I'm just being transparent, y'all. I'm being for real. Like, yes, I still wear. I literally maybe within the last two years stopped wearing a camisole underneath like a V-neck cut type shirt. Because I didn't want my cleavage to show at all. I literally. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> you got to be comfortable in what you're wearing. And that's that's a confidence thing. Like, as you're progressing, right? Like, clearly, the camisole situation has changed. But it's, it's about your confidence. And something that was said to me, I don't remember when. You got to teach people how to treat you. Right. And if it's about you, whatever you're wearing, your hair, makeup, no makeup, like you have to be confident in what you got. Right. And at the end of the day, there's something that somebody's always going to say. Mm-hmm. Very true. And that's where the like the endless cycle happens because mm-hmm. either you're you're too big you're too small you're too tall you're too short your hair is natural your hair is relaxed oh you're not being natural because your hair is relaxed like how do we get there right (laughs) it's always gonna be something it's always gonna be something and i i think that's a very good point you do have to be confident in who you are right where you are yep and that's that's one of the things that i've really been working on on myself is being confident in who i am right where i am I am more than a number on a scale. I am more than the titles that I may have. I am more than my degrees. I am more than the jobs that I have had. Like, I'm more than that Mm -hmm. because those are all labels and they don't define me. And I've heard somebody say, like, if you live so much about the titles, if they're taken away, who are you? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, who are you without that stuff? Which is why, even for myself, I love being a mother. I love being a wife. But outside of being Skylin and AJ's mom, who is Hannah? Like, I, because there was a time that I was so caught up in being their mom that I wasn't focused on me. Mm-hmm. Like, mommy guilt was a real thing. I didn't make self time. I didn't make time for myself. You know, and between being their mom and being Anthony's wife. And that's how I felt like I was labeled or titled Anthony's wife, Skylin and AJ's mom. It was just like, what happened to Hannah? Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like that also takes a part of who you are and you accepting and embracing and being confident because now, especially in it, and this happens for a lot of women where they become empty nesters and their kids are out of the house. It's just like, now what do I do? I'm not spending all of my days preparing lunches or going over homework or I'm not doing that anymore. So who am I? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get to that point. I don't want to not know who I am. I want to know who I am right now. But what I've realized is, is that if I really want to get to know her, I do have to unpack these things. Mm -hmm. I do have to become vulnerable and really state where I am right now. Am I completely confident in my skin? No. Do I want to be? Yes. But what does that also mean, Hannah? Like, 
are you still are you going to continue to follow you know or fall into that comparison trap comparing yourself to other moms who may make chicken nuggets from scratch versus buying the Ain't nobody got time for that you you know <laughs> like <laughs> You gonna go raise the chicken, then go see no, mm -mm, ain't nobody got time. You that. know, like you know, at the fact that they eating, that should be enough right, right now. Like that's right. all I got. <laughs> Is you hungry? No, right? Like you ate, you good? Okay, as long as I'm not feeding you candy and what I'm giving you got some nutritional value right. to it. That's that's all that. I appreciate you for saying. That. I got you. <laughs> I got you. But like for real, we have to find time to work on us and be willing to accept where we are like express it acknowledge like this is where I am it may not necessarily be where I want to be but I'm okay with where I am right now because this is an opportunity and a place for growth this is where God can work on me mm -hmm. this is where God can pull out whatever needs to be stripped he can pour in whatever I need or he can show me things about myself to help get to that next level. Because at the same time, and my, my mentor said this to me a long time ago, she was like, and you said it um, earlier today when we were talking, when is enough enough? Yeah. If you're always trying to strive for the next thing, once you get there, now you're looking for the next. Mm -hmm. And you're looking for the next. When is enough enough? When are you going to be satisfied or content right where you are? So it takes unraveling. Yeah. And I think like for for anybody at any level, mm -hmm. I think it starts with appreciating where you are by just being, you know, like one of the things somebody I it was a blog that I read years ago mm -hmm. and she one of the things that she did not like about her body is she was teased when she was younger because mm -hmm. she she had what they call cankles. So she really didn't have like Post -traumatic a, a, stress a true separation, I guess. <laughs> yes. But as she got an adult, she realized like my ankles are strong. Like mm. she never had any issues. She never rolled it. She never broke it. Yeah. While all the other ones who supposedly had the separation between <laughs> your calf and ankles was having issues. Right. And so she learned first the root of like why she didn't appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And then understanding like because my ankles are you know thick and strong I was able to do like softball like she was able to do so much without yeah. injuring herself mm -hmm. when she saw her teammates you know rolled ankles day off of the season like right and so she appreciated what she used to hate mm -hmm. and I think that's where we have to start we have to show gratitude whether it's something small like hey I like my handwriting yeah I, I write really well and then, you know, turn that into, you know, something else that you appreciate. Yep. That's and it perspective. builds. It yeah. builds because sometimes it's hard for us to find that thing. Yeah. Like you look in the mirror and like, oh, my hair looking a little, huh. okay, can't start there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so even, even if it's something, you know, small, I like my outfit. I did a good yeah. job picking out my outfit. Hello. Like whatever it is, mm -hmm. build from there. Right. And that's where that habit comes in. Yeah. And then that's where that confidence. And then, you know, you walked out the house with that nice outfit. Right. Who cares if somebody says something? But that confidence is now like. Right. You walking, you walking in the office hot. Like, here we go. Right. It's like a muscle. Just like yeah. how when you're working out, you got to work those muscles to strengthen them. You have to strengthen that confidence. But it takes with you acknowledging, like you said, where you are and start to get to the root of it. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're trying to medicate. Mm -hmm. the symptom 
but not trying to discover where it came from. Yep. And that's where the whole unraveling comes from. Because we want to avoid pain. You want to avoid pain. No, I don't want to get to the root because no, that's no, going to hurt. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, let's no, no, let's no. deal with that when I die. It's fine. Right, right. No, but you, and that's where you have to unravel. It's just like when you pull, when you get a scab and you pull it off or like you have to unravel. It's going to hurt. But now with us unraveling, we can find the root cause, heal that, and then be able to move on like in healing. Yep. And a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to do that. We don't allow ourselves to heal properly because we don't want to go to through the pain. Right. You know, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you unraveling with me tonight. Thank you for having me. This is good. <laughs> no problem. And we'll definitely have you back. Like, this is not going to be a first and a last type of thing. This is going to be a future. Because, listen, Kia got some stuff to share, whoa, y'all. Whoa, she really whoa, does. Whoa, she, she, whoa. she, listen, you, we get there? you can follow her <laughs> on Faithfully Expecting oh. on Instagram oh. and on Facebook. She got loud with it, too, I did. I did. Because y'all <laughs> need to know that she got a message. She has a message. And it's somebody out there who needs to hear this message so go check her out i appreciate that i'm, <laughs> I'm learning how to accept yes yes, yes ex- right because you know, we, we we just had a conversation and right we just got and real already, uncomfortable really <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get comfortable with being uncomfortable you're right you're right so i appreciate that yes yes so please go check her out on instagram at faithfully expecting and on facebook at faithfully expecting do we have a twitter account too or no no okay all right i know my limits okay so right now those are the two places right now and you guys know that you can continue to send in your listener letters to me at hannahsworld00 at gmail.com you can also contact me on instagram at hannahsworld00 or facebook at hannahsworld but listen y'all i'm don't even check out the Facebook because your girl has not been keeping it up to date. So hit me up in the, the Gmail or on IG. Okay, let's just keep it real. We keep it 100 hot, open, and transparent on this thing. Yes. All right, y'all. Until next time. Peace out.